Hi and hello. Good morning, Albuquerque, ABQ Central. I, of course, am Fred Slow alongside me, my partner in crime, Van Allen Nunley. Good what morning. What up, Duke City? Mike Vital on the ones and twos. Good morning, Michael. Hi. Okay. Good start. That's Good start, Mike. Just so creepy. He's bringing it. He's bringing it already. So creepy. What are you having this morning for breakfast, Mike? Mountain Dew coffee? No, I had uh, last night a late ice toast game. I had uh, seriously Mountain Dew and Doritos. But how the uh, how the old ice toast do last night? Big win for the good guys. No, they lost, oh, and oh, it was uh, almost an hour and a half rain delay well, out of Nashville. If you had ninety minutes to waste, you could get through half of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you had ninety minutes to waste, you use that word waste pretty strongly. More on that later. Busy week for me, Van. What happened? As we kick off the program here, episode three of Albuquerque Central. Got some, yet. got some big guests lined up today. That's exciting. Who we got? Matt Trujillo. Matthew Trujillo. He's the co-owner and president of Age of Comics. He's also the founder of New Mexico Comic Expo, which is coming on the 17th. So excited. Two weeks away. So, so uh yeah, he's going to come in about 8 a.m. We're going to talk about everything that's going on here in New Mexico as far as uh, the comic scene, the that life. So you're going to get some names. There's I'm going to leave, I'm going to give you some. Ready? Go ahead. Felicia Day. Ooh. Are you familiar with her work? Do I have to answer? Nope. Okay. Elijah Wood, who you remember from the um, Free Willy? I believe he was in Free Willy. Absolutely. So that's a good one. John Bernthal. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm a big John B. guy. John Bernthal, who is, uh, I believe, the Punisher. Yeah. Also, I believe he was, uh, do you remember when Walking Dead jumped the shark? Absolutely. Yeah, he was, when he, that was jumping the shark for the Walking Dead. And then uh, and then I saved the best for- up with Rick's lady. That's uncool. It was a good story arc for me. He didn't get, Rick didn't get a lot of time to marinate before he swooped in on his lady. Rick, I believe, is the uh, the title character of Walking Dead. Rick Walking Dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I believe his name to be. And, uh, that is it. Last but not least, if uh, you're here in New Mexico and you're interested in uh, this kind of culture and life, go down to the Albuquerque Convention Center on the 17th and check out, oh, it looks like this is going to be on the 18th. 17th or 18th. We'll get clarification. It's, it's two days. When Matt comes. It's three days. Three days. Three days, and we'll give you uh, all the details. Friday only, $30. Saturday, 45 Sunday, 45 Jason Momoa will be here in the 505. The big one. So if you need someone you need to compare your core with, Mm -hmm. it's Jason Momoa. Need a long line of ladies, Fred. And by ladies, you mean me in the front of the line. Three-day passes are affordable. Bring your kids. Bring your kids out. Lots of vendors. We're going to talk about that at 8 a.m. And then uh, we're we're almost in the fall. Can you believe that? The the leaves aren't turning yet, but... It's the uh, first week of August. It was only 91 yesterday. So we've turned the corner. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we're we're in the opening stretch. So next week we're going to preview high school football. We're going to do that with my friend Brandon Ortega of KOB. Ooh, we're excited for that. Oh, so, yeah, that's going to be good. He's a friend of the show. Friend of the show. I, I'm so fortunate to have so many wonderful friends. Well, you're just so tall and handsome and irresistible, Fred. Brandon and I watched Game 7 of the Stanley Cup final together when my St. Louis Blues triumphed over the universe. I'm assuming there's a lot of hugs, a lot of hand-holding. It's nice to take in a spectacle, like the first time a team wins a Stanley Cup championship with, with people who appreciate it. It was me, it was my friend Brandon Ortega, and I'm about to name drop 
voice of UNM Athletics, Rob Portnoy. Oh. So there you go. A big name drop. Rob, if you're driving in the car, you just heard your name. That's a fun one. That's Heck a, of a dude. Talking about Jace Momoa and his core. I got a I got a promotion at work. Did I tell you this, fam? Yeah. Fred. The last time you and I did this program, you need a little inside baseball for the listener. Okay. I have a job outside of this job. Mm. I have two jobs. I have the job that, that provides me a livable wage that I'm able to give back to my community, that I have uh, health insurance. That's important. <laughs> yeah. And then I have this passion profession, which haunts me every day of my life, known as radio. Oh, you're counting this as one of your jobs? I do count it as a job. Oh, okay. Because coming to see Vital once a week. That's work. You wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because that's work. <laughs> so I got a promotion at the day job. And let me, you ever get a promotion, man? Never, not not even once. Not even one time not even once. in your thirty-eight years. I've, I've any, thirty-seven in your thirty-seven years. Has anyone ever considered you for an opportunity greater than the one you're currently employed in? I don't even think I've ever had a compliment, Fred. Have you ever been headhunted? What do you mean, like ice? Professionally, tea? <laughs> I'm talking you're professionally. Not, are you talking about like iced tea running around the woods? Today was a good running, day. Running from Gary Busey. That's the wrong ice. <sighs> I did it. That, that's the cube. <laughs> it's not the vanilla. It's not the cube. It's the tea, Fred. The tea. There's something neat about getting promotion. Can we do a segment on surviving the game? <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could talk that movie for two hours. We just filled two hours with iced tea. You and I were talking best opening scenes to movies one time. Mm-hmm. Well, we, so we were out. We were having a couple uh, oat sodies. Oat sodies. And you know how I feel about oat sodies. The colder the one, the better the one. We're out and I say, uh, it was... I think Saving Private Ryan was like on limited release in theaters for some reason. It was like the 20 year anniversary or something. Got us talking. Got us talking. And we said, I said, uh, man, what's, what's the best opening scene to a movie? And I said, it's got to be Saving Private Ryan. What did I drop? <laughs> it wasn't surviving the game. There is some Hype Williams power movie, Belly. Any got any Google belly, it? Any belly fans out there? If you want to call in and talk belly, I got two hours for you, Albuquerque. What year did this bad boy come out? I'm, I'm gonna say ninety nine. Okay, ninety nine. Starring one DMX. DMX. Dark Man X. Is that is that's, that real? That's his phone book name. Yeah. Stop. Dark Man Xavier. Drop. Did you not know this? Shut him down. Open up shop. <laughs> Believe me. Did a guest spot in WWE wrestling and Nas, and Method Man. Oh my gosh, that's so good. That was the squad before the squad. A t- oh, nice. But it was a uh, teenage hip hop head. It did not get better than that. I said the Dark Knight. I said I think the Dark Knight. That's a really good one. And they robbed that bank. That is so good. It's a homage to the actual best opening scene of all time, Point Break, when they robbed that bank. That might be the best <laughs> anything ever. When they robbed that what do you bank. Got? It goes Citizen Kane. Yeah, okay. Point break. <laughs> yeah. This is a one two. The the remake of Aladdin, then the original Aladdin. That's the that's the order. Once upon a time in Hollywood does not rank. Oh, we'll get to that here in a little bit as as I feel like Quentin Tarantino owes me a little bit of my life back. Got a big promotion though, Van. All so right. tell us all about So I had this all right, so the thing about getting promotion is it changes the dynamic, right? So all of a sudden your coworkers, your peers, they think they think you have for the first time maybe ever some qualities about you, right? Because now management, leadership, the guys at the top have said, Well, that guy's a little bit better. We're gonna give him an opportunity. So the first couple of days are a lot of 
hey, congratulations, this is awesome, you're doing good, you look great, this is perfect. And then the next day you start hearing the whispers, don't you? Why'd they pick him? What? I do better than him. I'm, I blow that guy out of the water. <sighs> did you walk across a conversation? You got to walk around a lot, so did you? I have to walk around a lot. But I'll tell you what happened. I was at work, and uh, and you know me, I like attention. I work in radio. Hmm. So I put on every day, to the best of my ability, the uh, the most just dasher outfit that I can assemble. You do dress well. Thank you. That's you, kind. You clean up well. Just trying to be like you. Well, that's a high bar. So I put on a tie the other day. I'm, I'm tucking it in now. I'm not. I, I was a business casual guy, and I'm a business formal guy. Okay, I made the transition. Okay, you probably shouldn't use "tuck it in" and "transition" back to back sentences. Okay. Okay. We're flying pretty close to the sun here on it's ABQ a, Central on uh-huh. 94.9 FM. Radi- Radio Icarus. AM 610, the sports animal. So, I, uh, so I'm driving to work, and here's what I noticed. The way I sit in my car, because I'm so tall, my tie rests upon my giant belly. Oh, it's not giant. It's not giant until I sit in my car. Fair. I'm the Fred Claus of Fred Slows. <laughs> That's a small group. I'm talking small <laughs> sample size here. So my core is not strong, man. That's the point I'm trying to get to. You got the new trainer. He's not well, doing core. And, and it's funny you say new because it's been months now. I've had this trainer for months. Oh, I assumed you only had like one or two sessions with him. No. No, I've had dozens of sessions with what the alibi would vote as possibly the best trainer in the entire city. You got voted, right? Steven Chacon. He's top tier. Friend of the show. Friend of at least me. <laughs> so I say to him, I say, Steve. We gotta focus. We gotta focus on the core, because I already have very strong arms. I'm our, basically arms wise. I'm in the top one percent. Yeah, curls get the girls, young yeah. son. That's yeah. what they say. Hey, t-shirt muscles, or why am I even going? Mm-hmm. You want to talk about calves? All day. Yeah, son. Yeah, quads. Got them. Hey, but that core. Gotta work on my core. It's no fun. And it hurts. Speaking of no fun, it's the day after you do core. And that's right now for me. As I'm, I'm sitting with better posture than ever because if I were to slouch, that would engage my core. Mm-mm. And I can't have that. No. So that's where I'm at in my life. I, uh, I'm doing really well professionally, but personally, everything is just a struggle. Everything for me is uh, at or near the worst moment in my entire life, core-wise. I tried to eat a muffin that you brought this morning from a friend of the show, Java Joe's, where we... Had lunch yesterday. We've eaten Java Joe's three times in the last week. Speaking of core, you know who's got a good core? Who's that? The cast of 90s movie Belly. Oh, gosh. It also has the best intro to any movie ever. The opening to this movie (laughs) is they're entering... Let's get back to your core. John Jones style, they enter a strip club. I think it's a strip club. It's a club club. It's a club club. It's a club club. The lighting is poor. I could barely see. Well, the lighting is amazing. From Hype Williams directed. Moving forward for the rest of the program, anytime I say a word that sounds like core, I say it in that version. Is, so like, the, is it Steve Austin you're doing right now? The, <laughs> so the lighting in this club or strip club is poor. So they come in and, and it's a DMX track over. No, it is not. It's not. Okay. No. So what is it? 
It is soul to souls, back to life. How do you know that? Well, how do I know all this garbage? How is that something that's in your repertoire? How is your brain wired? I will never, ever forget that. And it's not the original version either. It starts off acapella. Oh, gosh. Okay. And then when the movie kicks in, the lighting changes, and then the beat drops, and then the movie really starts. I get chills. I got chills thinking about it. Look at this. That's in, you're not joking. This is the incredible arms, to me. The arms, are, I mean, the arms are standing up on my hair. The hair is standing up on my arms right now just talking about belly. Gianni Giabotti Robisi is storming the beach <laughs> Same. with Tom Hanks. Same thing. A young Vin Diesel. Same premise. Belly came out first. Okay. that's I don't... I don't feel for one second like that's true. Vital, between you, best opening scene in a movie ever of all time. Wow, there's so many of them, and you're, I'm old. You're so gonna... I'd have to say, I like the beginning of Silverado. That was the first couple minutes was pretty wild. That movie came out in the 80s. And the other one uh, would probably have to be the uh, the Tom Hanks movie um, with the World War II, the starting, which it was not, but it's... The first 20 minutes of the World War II movie, Storming the Beach, that was uh, pretty intense. Yeah, that, that is Saving Private that's Ryan. Saving, that's what we've been I talking about. And I thought for certain, and you didn't know this, Vitavo, I we had taken a bet before air that you were going to say, you know that Doritos commercial with Allie Laundry where she's in the laundry mat. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought for certain that's where you were going to go because she is a pretty lady. Oh, yeah. Can you believe we got through a quarter of the program? That's how we start this show. It's an eighth of the program. That's how we do this. Oh, gosh. Math is hard for me. not a math guy. We come back, we're going to talk Major League Baseball trade deadline. Mm. You are are more or less still at full stance. You are more or less still celebrating your Houston Astros. Watch the intro to Belly, y'all. Oh, God. Do not not do that. This is ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back to As I'm sure you're not aware, <laughs> this is the this is the song. This is the song from the opening to Belly. 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 I'm gonna hype, hype Williams driven Belly. Hype Williams, the rapper producer. No, the hip hop video director turned movie director. You can't you can't make one movie and then say you've turned to a movie director. Hype Williams, are you listening? You're gonna call in and defend yourself. The nineteen ninety eight drama mystery release Belly, which flaunts a thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Not the intro. It's part of a series. <laughs> called the belly series it is not i swear i'm looking right at your line if uh you're interested in absorbing this bad boy um you can't even get it for free anywhere <laughs> amazon prime charges you to watch it it's worth it people it's a dollar 99 so good um the scene with dmx and the jamaican drug lord oh my god see i feel like you're giving too much uh the sequel belly 2 millionaire boys club Never going to watch that. Released in 2006. Nope. To much cinematic fanfare, I'm certain. We got a negative score on Rotten Tomatoes. In 1999, Queens, New York, Young Street Criminals, Tommy Buns Bundy, played by DMX, and Sincere Sin Nas, 
along with associates Mark Black. Oh, no, no, no. Mark and Black. Murder five people during a violent nightclub robbery. Well, there you go. We're going to give you the open. You you follow it from there. Mm-hmm. Belly. So good. I don't. So good. Don't we all have that? Don't we all have like that one like terrible piece of media that we're connected to? Oh, when you're an impressionable teenager yeah. and you don't know any better yet? Oh, My- for sure. Mine was 1993's Airborne, story of a young Mitchell Goosen who moves from the West Coast to Philadelphia. Is that the one where the dog plays basketball? No, it's Airbud. Airbud. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Speaking of 90s movies from the texter, Elijah Wood not in Free Willy. What? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> so he's uh he has over he's the original casting, but he, he turned down the role for. According to his IMDb, he has. Over 100 appearances as an actor, 108 credits, none of them Free Willy. Not even one? Not even the sequel? Free Willy starred a young Jason James Richter, who uh, I don't out. know who that is. You got to watch out for the three name guys. Is uh, still in the game, though. Still in the game. He was in, he was in Driver, not Baby Driver. <laughs> ABQ Central, I'm Fred Slow. My partner in crime is Van Nunley. We're talking Major League Baseball trade deadline. And I did something I normally do whenever events happen that don't immediately impact me. I ignored it. That's what I did with the Major League Baseball trade deadline as my St. Louis Cardinals did nothing but still remain in first place. Not, not more wins than the Cubs, just less losses. Yeah. Just less losses. So, Which is another way to keep score. Take that, Chicago fan. Take that. Major League Baseball trade deadline, so I wanted to make sure I got this right. There were the Astros, and then there were the losers. Is that right, man? That's pretty accurate right there. All right, give it to me. What happened What happened this past Wednesday? Okay, what's what's your favorite holiday, Fred? Tremendous question. I'm a big friend of National Girlfriend Day, which came this past week, yeah. as you uh, as, as you celebrate your, uh, your relationship. A promotion and a girlfriend yeah. all in one week. But then, uh, to my surprise, National Girlfriend Day was actually a day for uh, girlfriends to celebrate each other. So I, I missed oh, the nest there. It was, it was girlfriend. Okay. My favorite holiday <laughs> just passed, and it was on Wednesday. Trade deadline day, y'all. Not a real holiday. I love it so much. And not just as an Astros fan this year, because it was big. It was huge. It was big it was huge. for us. Base god Jeff Lunhow. Astros beat the Mariners last night in other news. Mm, demolished. You, you said beat. So they trade They trade away their AAA team. Yeah, gave up their third, fourth, fifth, and I think 12th best pro- prospect. Third, fourth, fifth, and 12th. Yeah. Okay, so that's four of your top 12. Correct. What'd they get? Cy Young Award winner, perennial all-star. Poster boy for social anxiety. Dodger and Yankee slayer, Zach Granke. He slayed the Dodgers from within, so that's kind of different. Yeah, that's not that's not what they wanted. Give me the rotation for the Astros right now. Number one, you got Cy Young Award winner, Justin Upton. Pretty good. He's no, good. Upton. Is it not Upton? Verlander. Oh, Verlander. Upton's an outfielder. Well, he married Kate Upton. Who's taking Okay, the, I see what you did there. Who's taking the name <laughs> in that relationship? <laughs> kind of like uh, New England uh, Patriots quarterback Tom Bunchen. It's, it's not that, a real thing. Isn't it? 
No. You haven't got the Bunchen jersey? You're talking about the second best quarterback in the NFL, Tom Bunchen? After who? Drew Brees. Oh, is it Drew Brees? It's Drew Brees. Yeah. So they got so they lead off with Justin, don't call me Upton Verlander. So that's game one. Yes. All right, give me game two. So good luck with game one. Game two you got Cy Young candidate. Top five Cy Young guy last year, Garrett Cole. Okay, he can play a little bit. Fireballer. He can play a little Fire bit. Fireballer. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirate, Garrett Pittsburgh Cole. Pittsburgh Pirate legend. And guess who goes third? So you're telling me that the the big trade deadline acquisition is actually a third starter? That's not news to me. That's not news. Yeah. Middle of the rotation guy. That's nothing. Also Cy Young award winner. Oh, shoot. Zach Granke. <laughs> Not Grank, which I like. But. How many how many wins do you have to get in a series to win a series? That's three in the first round. Okay. Four in the subsequent round. Right, and they're not going to play in that wild card one. No, 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 no. 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 Oh, no. Which is the best thing in baseball, aside from the home run derby. You like it? Is the wild card. You like the one-game playoff? It's my favorite thing in the whole world. It's so exciting. It's worth it. The second wild card is worth it. I like it. So the Astros give up a bunch of guys I've never heard of to uh, whatever team had Zach Grinke. I think that's the that would be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. The softball jersey wearing and Arizona Diamondbacks. As as much as I love the acquisition of Zach Grinke, yes, they did get rid of a dude that I love. You said four dudes, four dudes, but one of them has a special place in my heart. All right, and he's the number one prospect. Uh, he'd be the number three prospect. Okay, the number three prospect for the now Arizona Diamondbacks. Number one draft pick from last year, Seth Beer. What? Seth, last name, Beer, B-E-E-R. Like my favorite noun. Seth Beer, who's going to demolish jersey sales once he comes up to the bigs. Would you, would you drop everything that you're doing? Yes. And if they gave this young man the number 30? And you go out there and you would purchase a Beer 30 jersey? Because the back of his jersey would say Beer 30. The back of his jersey would say Beer 30, Fred. That's a gold mine. <sighs> it is a gold mine. This is Brian Bosworth-esque. It's so good. You can print good. money good. on these t-shirts. This is way better than Moscow Mike or whatever these, what are those going on right now? Uh-huh. That's this, so good. Is, this is way better. That would be Moscow Mitch. Moscow Mitch. Mitch. Yeah. Try not to be political on the program. Two thousand of uh, two thousand dollars of uh, what do you call it? I want to say jersey sales. It was two. Not... It was two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. Like two thousand in the first minute. Yeah, and, and two hundred thousand in the first day yeah. <laughs> of Moscow Mitch T-shirts from this so Kentucky printing company, having here. nothing to do with the trade deadline. Literally nothing. <laughs> so the Astros make their move. So they're they've catapulted themselves from first to first, and. <laughs> They're they're a big favorite to be first. They're the, gonna go all the way from first to first. You know who agrees with you? That is, uh, that's Vegas as they put them now at eleven to one. <laughs> so good. They say, uh, and if you if you take the parlay, which is I think the Dodgers and the Astros and whoever else they picked. So my second favorite trade. Not going to win any money this year in baseball if you pick the favorite. That's the whole point. Don't pick the favorite, guys. That's not how gambling works. Well, if you win, did you even win? You didn't even bet. If the only bet you're making is on yourself, is that even a bet? That's, that's from my dad. That's the only person I bet on, Fred. It's from my father. So the so the Astros make a move, and then all right. So give me the other highlights. Give me every other team that made a significant acquisition. Go. Okay. So my f- second favorite, and there's a story attached to it. I'm ready. Dodger legend, current Indian, 
longtime Cincinnati Red, Yasiel Puig, yes, got traded in the middle of the best base brawl I've seen in years. <laughs> so I see what you did there. He was throwing chingasos. What does that mean? Those that means punches in Spanish, Fred. I'm learning you. I'm getting you some learning. I didn't. I was not aware. So. While Yasiel Puig was in a giant fight, well, first of all, he was at his competitors. He was at the Great American Ballpark, number one, which fills to capacity at forty-four thousand people. Yep, and there were approximately four thousand people there. He <laughs> made Great American Ballpark greater again. Mm. I think he he actually would fall on the list of people that don't qualify to make America great again because. Ooh. Fire. Yeah. Bringing that fire. He's fired fire. from the Reds. Mm. Got fired from the Reds. Mm. So he was traded to who? He was traded to who? Traded the Cleveland Indians. Okay. So he's he's now an Indian. And, and if you're going to leave, you want to make an impression, right? If you're going to leave a Man. team. Boy, did he on his way out. I mean, you trade for a guy and he's suspended like six games. Oh, gosh. Is that right? Is it six? Games? It was at six. So at Great American Ballpark, I think it was this past Monday, the Cincinnati Reds are facing off against the hated uh, Pirates. There you go. And it's a it's a battle for uh, well last place <laughs> as these two teams are, are facing off in front of at or near four thousand people. Six months from now, a year from now, a year and a half from now, when Red Fan recant this story, they will tell you they were there. Everyone within an hour and a half driving radius of the Great American Ballpark will be like, "Oh, I was there." What are you talking about? I was there. Yeah, <laughs> I was also there. Here's the thing, Van. I was there I on was, Monday. I was in the Pirates' dugout, Fred. Isn't that funny how that happens? Reds pitcher Amir Garrett yeah. stormed the whole team. And I know it's going to sound crazy, but we were just passing through Texas, so we decided to stop and watch a game, and Robin Ventura ran right at Nolan Ryan. I couldn't believe it. I was four. I was, yeah, I was two and a half years old. I remember this is, it like the back of my hand. This is crazy. We're up against it. But when we come back, we're going to give you more baseball talk because I'm talking baseball this morning. Yeah, baby. Listen to ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. You ever seen the Chili Peppers in concert? I have. Me too. So good. So good. So good. How many hits do they have? All of them. They got more hits than Pete Rose, Fred. <laughs> stadium. I, I saw him years ago too. <laughs> there's before Stadium Arcadium, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. Then there's Stadium Arcadium, which to me is the climax. There's everything they've done since. Mm-hmm. You don't feel that way? No, man. It's there was still the, pretty good. There was the climb. There was Stadium Arcadium. There was the decline. Is that when Foo Fighters took over? Because they're kind of like that band, <sighs> the Cali, L.A. band, still in their shine. Yeah, they're definitely from Washington. <laughs> That's kind of their they whole thing. Live, they had to have lived in L.A. for a long time. They did produce with uh, Mark Ronson. Not Mark Ronson. What's that guy's name with the hair? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Bruno Mars? That's not it. He did a lot of stuff in L.A. Mark Ronson, that's a real name. He's a big producer. I think that's who it was. Okay. I don't know what his hair looks like, though. Back to the program. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM. Not Dave, Dave Grohl? Yeah, well, no. Dave Grohl is Bufa. Everyone knows that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not over here talking to you about Pat Schmier. So we're talking trade deadline. But you found something 
That's better than the trade deadline. So one of the lower level trades that the Astros got, Joe Biagini, never heard of this guy. Not until, one time. Until the trade. But this kid has the best deadpan in the game, and he is absolutely hilarious. And we'll hit you with some audio. First of all, I mean, I really, really enjoyed my time here. Um, I mean, to the upper management, as I like to call them, you know, the coaching staff and everybody. Um, all this my is at his introductory stuff. press conference. This has been a just nothing but a God blessing for me in my life and uh, the opportunity here to grow, to learn, to fail, to succeed, to have different roles to try to figure that out um you know people putting up with my weird jokes and and all that stuff um and so that's tough because i'm you know really happy here right well hold Um, on hit pause right here hit pause right here right now so this all seems very authentic right this seems and give me his name one more time joe biagini so and i apologize this is not at his introductory press conference this is at his his uh, on his way out well yeah what's the opposite of introductory you fired? Yeah. This is so. This is at his Toronto Blue Jays see ya press conference, which is nice. They gave him that for sure. Because I saw Moneyball, and that's I had not no how. Yeah, but he's a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. Okay, yeah. so I'm learning. He's the Steve Klein. If you get that reference, I'm happy for you. Of this team, and he's on his way out. Maybe more like Stephen Wright. Okay, so we're all right. So we're so he's he said what I believe to be a humbling and 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 polite and kind goodbye. Yeah. And then he puts gas on the fire. And then he does. Okay. Uh, But, like, you know, obviously the other side of that, as you can probably predict what I'm about to say, is that it's a really great opportunity for me personally. Um, I really hope that I can be a contributor to this team. Um, You know, like you go and look at their roster and – you know, he's not saying anything. They're all like, I mean, these guys have, are really good. You know? <laughs> Spot and, on. Uh, it's like, it's, it's it's a fun feeling to think, you know, that a team like that with such good players would want someone like me to help contribute. Um, and um, so, I was wondering that if I was going to get traded, um, if it would end up being a team in the U.S. Um, and it turned out to be it was kind of crazy. Mr. 3000. So, um, that was cool. Um, but I do really enjoy Toronto and the you know playing for a whole country was well, that's nice. It's really cool and um, I hope that I contributed positively in some way. Um, I guess your keyboards will be the ones that decide on that. I guess, so but um, yeah, yeah. Talk to text. Um, you know. It's fun. Um, I'm excited to go to space. No. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe the, the gravity will help, you know, the spin on my breaking ball or something like that. Um, you know, uh, so that's cool. Somebody better ask another question. <laughs> and he goes on. He goes on. And he goes on. And on and, and on. Until, literally until people just leave the room. And he and all of these jokes and they're real. They're like Napoleon Dynamite esque. Just you have to be tuned in. Just the most deadpan, monotone, straight faced hilarity. Are you familiar with NFL punter Chris Cluey? Of course I'm not. Fred. Okay. 
similar to our friend with the Houston Astros. What's his name? Joe Biagini. Joe Biagini. My new 13th favorite player. He is a – okay, is that because there's – is that how many pitchers there are on the Astros? Yeah, okay. 13th guy. So then uh, – Number one in personality. So the thing – so there are athletes out there that just have tremendous personality, right? So there are guys who at the top tier are athletes, right? So And that's why I brought up Chris Cluey, who his Twitter handle is – Twitter.com slash Chris Warcraft because oh, he's nothing he's nothing but a personality that's that's greater than what he was, which is the highest level, arguably the best of 32 punters in the entire world. And there's a lot of guys right that, right? So what we're going to do right now, I'm going to give you Van, and you weren't ready for this, okay. but I've, I've loosely compiled a list of guys that I think are excellent at sports but are better personalities, okay? All right. So, and I mean, we're not, I'm not making OJ jokes here, okay? This is not star running back, turned movie star, turned what he is today. What happened. Yeah. 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 So, you guys guys know that part. Yeah, that part. Yeah. But there's some, like, so I won't throw, like, Chad Ochocinco in this list. Hall of Fame running back. That is true. Then he took a stab at acting. Okay. See what you did. Then he took a. Yeah, no, okay, that's good. You're going to be here all night? Remember to tip the wait staff. Gotcha. There's some guy. Mike Tyson I won't put on this list. He's too good. Well, his personality is top tier. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in movies. But he did the thing. <laughs> so he doesn't, yeah, he did the thing. doesn't make my list. A lot of these guys do a lot of things. Well, and that's the thing when you have a big personality. You got to do things. How do you feel about – does Tiger Woods make the list? I think he's too good. He's too good. He's, he, too good. he's so good at golf that no, even though his personality is good. Your personality has to outshine. It has to talent. outshine your talent on my list. Number nine. Number nine. Number five. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Oh, that was going to be my guy. Oh, okay. You stole it from me already. He's only Not my. Off the bat. He's my number five, Come too. On, man. This guy single-handedly brought North Korea to Donald Trump. Mm. It takes personality. For that to happen. It, Ser- served it up to him on a blistery orange fake leather rubber platter. That's I was a, making you picture of yeah, a it's, plate made out of a basketball. That's what I was doing. You ever think of aluminum cans as different textures? It's a thing I do because I have weird late nights. But Rodman's a Hall of Famer. He, That's how big his personality is. His so, personality is so big it outshines his athletic Something about him is so big because Carmen Electra. Something about him is so big because Pam Anderson. Uh, Madonna. Madonna. Peak Madonna? Peak Madonna. Not like 60-year-old, what is it called? The Geriatric? I don't know. No, no. The uh, the, the religion. She's, I just went blank. Oh, uh, uh, Kabbalah. The, yeah, Kabbalah, Kabbalah. The red wristband. Not, not Kabbalah Madonna. No. No. Peak Madonna. Peak Madonna. The, the one who's the material girl. A little after that. It was after that. It was more like a prayer. So he's on my list. He was my number one. Well, then the list is going to get pretty disappointing to you then from there on. Cool. I'll just sit through this. You go ahead. Four, Muhammad Ali. He's the greatest. So you just said Rodman was the greatest. No, I did not say that. I would never say that. The greatest boxer of all time is or is not Muhammad Ali. Rocky Marciano. Okay. <laughs> You're talking to two listeners out there. <laughs> In a barbershop. And here's why he's on my list. If you are Cassius Clay, the greatest boxer in the world, 
and you think, cool, I will continue to be the greatest boxer in the world. Except, I'm going to change my name to Muhammad Ali. That's going to go over well. Because it doesn't go over well. It does not go over well at all. Now. And he's a, he was a soundbite machine before there were soundbites. What was Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf's name? Was it Chris Johnson? What was it before that? You're thinking of Meta World Peace. No, not that one. That's, he changed his name to... That's Meta World Peace. Yeah. His real name was Ron Perlman. That's... Okay. Ron Artest. <laughs> Number three, Charles Barkley. Oh, uh, what you talking about, man? I'm a <laughs> Hall of Fame level athlete, man. That's crazy. He did more with a 6'5 frame in the NBA than possibly anything. He's a point guard now. His T game from the women's tee is strong. <laughs> He's got one of the worst golf swings of all time. He has so much personality. Yeah, look up a GIF of that, guys. That's awful. GIF? GIF? I like GIF. Like the peanut butter? Yeah. Choosy kids. Mm-hmm. Number two on my list, partnered with old Chuck Bar- Barkley. By the way, guys, uh, 246-0610, if you want to call in and talk about your favorite movie opening scene. <laughs> if you want to agree with me that it's belly. That would be right, sh- come on, call in, guys. We want to hear what your thoughts are. I have a big rule. You're not allowed to give yourself your own nickname. Well, that's not a rule. That's something everybody knows. You don't got to establish that rule. Friend of the show, Devin Williams, was on last week. Mm-hmm. Current bull snake, former Lobo. His nickname, and everyone knows this, Star Player. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Didn't give it to himself. But here's a guy that I'm going to give a pass to, a hall pass. That's my number two, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. You're, dude, you're naming too good of athletes. It's, no. They're too good. You got to find like the, the diamonds in the rough, like a, like a Clinton Portis kind of guy. Strong. Who's, who had the best press conferences. You're, see, you're talking about dress alone. Now you're talking about like Ryan Fitzpatrick's. Oh, that's strong too. Is that strong? He's a bigger personality than talent. We keep naming the best at the sport. And they have person. That's on. These are top tier. These are total package guys. You're just doing personality. You're doing total package. If we were saying who had world's greatest life, all these guys are on the list. Sure, medalists. You remember when Deion Sanders? I'm thinking more of like a like a John McEnroe. What? Because like he's not one of the greats. He's not a kind guy. But his personality was way bigger than his talent. So you're more of like a of um. Oh, what's the name of the kid that plays Dwight Howard? You're more of like a Dwight Howard guy who's in the league, who's doing some stuff. I'm more into Dwight Howard's shoulders, to be honest, more than his personality. But do you throw out a guy like Lawrence Taylor? Because there was that thing. Uh, another guy with the thing. But he's another great of all time. See, but I'm saying you can't discredit like a like a Ricky Henderson. Like a Joe Biagini. See, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Look, speaking, of, speaking of Enies. Number one is Peyton Manning. Okay. Number one. Another Hall of Fame. I'm just he's the best. Okay. He is the best. You're not I'm in. I'm thinking on. more like well, I'm I'm thinking you're thinking of like guys with huge personalities. Yes. I'm thinking of like guys whose personalities are bigger than their talent. Like Celtics legend, the white mom. Tyler Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini. Oh, see, I don't even have his name right. Yeah, it's okay. That's why, because it's Personality outshines his talent. You don't remember those names. Okay, so if you're changing the rules on me as I set them, off the top of my head, Kabir Bajabi Amelia, who does color commentary for 
can't believe you said it right the first time. That's a ton. Or ABC's Wipeout. Say it five times in a row, I dare you. Or is it Ninja Warrior? Which one is it? Either one. It, probably both. Flip a coin. That's a tremendous one. That's one that's near the top for me. Larry Zonka, color commentator for American Gladiators. Yes. God, legend. You ever watch Larry Zonka play, Vital? You know who that is. If it's a white running back. I'm a fan. Speaking of right, white running backs, how about one that played quarterback? Oh, Tim Tebow. Okay. He's got a personality. Big Shut down the radio down. station. Right. This could not be more true. Should we, tur- should we turn Tebow Watch back on? Tebow Watch was a short-lived segment that you and I ran weekly on a program called The Claim that we hosted here in Albuquerque for like a month. A month. Maybe. A month we did. Two tops. Brainchild of one, Dana. Dana. Shout out to Dana. I don't remember Dana's last name. What's up, young homie? We, uh, we're at the break. When we come back, we're going to finish our actual baseball talk. Or not. We'll and we're just figured out. 13 short minutes away from Matcher Hero of Mexico Comic Con Expo. 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. ABQ Central, 246-0610-888-922-0610. Do you say zero or do you say O, Van? I go zero. I say zero. Yeah, I do zero. I know what numbers are. I got the time for the extra syllable. Yes, I also have that. That's a really good way to just, I'm not in such a hurry. I'm not trying to confuse anyone. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. No, just say zero. Was that the Ramones? What were you doing? <laughs> I'm Fred Slow. You're Van Nunley. Hey. You're my very good friend. <gasps> I am your best friend, and you tell everybody right now. We are talking Major League Baseball trade deadline. If you haven't picked up on the formula yet, guys, we talk culture, then we talk sports. So see every 15 minutes. <laughs> we're back at it. We think the Astros obviously are the big winner, so we're not we're not reinventing the wheel on that hot take. Should the Dodgers have done something to the bullpen, man? Yes, they should have. They should have, right? They should have. So should have the Yankees. <sighs> they both should have. And whiffed. The, it, whiffed. Whiffed hard. And I'll tell you why I think it's hard. Arbitration. The way that baseball is set up now, contract-wise, which, by the way, we're going to see a giant reshuffling of here in two seasons. Yeah, two, two, more. Se- two more. seasons, and there will be a strike. Don't for a second think there will not be a strike. There will be a strike. But with arbitration, these guys are getting wrapped up so young in these long deals because you don't want to face arbitration. You don't want a third party to tell you this guy's worth X amount. You got to pay it no matter what. And you have noticed that you can't leverage. You can't. It's just the rules. You can't kidnap his family. No. Make him, make him agree to your terms. Listen, if you sign with the Yankees, I need a picture of your wife. <laughs> I need a picture of your kids. And I need to know where they are. So, Scott Boris has convinced teams Boris. to sign these guys before their arbitration years. So you're getting these guys like Acuna Jr. You're getting these guys like anyone who's had Tommy John surgery. And you're signing Public a turkey zone, Alex Bregman. There you go. Mm-hmm. And you're signing to six, seven, eight year deals, which right now look heavy, but in six, seven, eight years don't look heavy. Not. At all. No. Especially in this economy. We've got some inflation coming. Yeah, not in Trump's America. Yeah. So, 
There's no one available. The amount of guys that used to be available at the trade deadline are not available for two reasons. One, this. They're signed up. They're locked in. I mean, to be fair. To be fair. The A's did literally just sign a guy off the street this week. So that shows you how weak the free agent pool is. What did I miss? You didn't see that? No. Uh, we well, should have led with this. Uh, I don't. I, I don't got his name. Okay, no, I'll find oh, it. Pull up. Pull up, homie's name. So, anyways, this guy used to play high uh, high school baseball. Quit playing baseball. Got his love for baseball back, and was at a fan event uh, at the what is it? Oakland County Coliseum. Is that Almeda right? County Coliseum. Almeda County. Coliseum. Nathan Patterson. Nathan Patterson. Future star for the A's. They have a how fast can you throw booth, and young homie hit 96. Okay, and he was actually in Colorado at this time. He attended a Colorado Rockies game at Coors Field. Oh, see. And yeah, he's 94 in the radar gun. Yeah, and then he went to... 96, yeah. A week later at the A's game, hit 96, and they signed him. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? He doesn't have any arbitration yet. He got signed off social media. His brother tweeted at MLB. Okay, there's more to this story. There's a lot. There's like, Okay, he'd actually been in contract negotiations with the A's since February. <laughs> this is not nearly as sexy as the way you made it. This is, Why did you ruin that for me? Bro? This is not my second favorite Keanu Reeves film, The Replacements. Oh, you're so wrong. That's going to be a future segment. <laughs> so... Because of arbitration, because these guys are locked up, and because of, and it's not controversial at this point, but in the beginning, it was it was an uproar. It was hated. The second wild card. I'm in. You're in. Right now, in Major League Baseball, there are how many teams? 30? Exactly 30. 24 of those teams are within six games of the playoffs. Yeah. Six teams are out of it. Everybody but the Marlins, Tigers, Reds, Pirates. Reds. And really, they're not because the Central and the NL Central is garbage. Yeah. So 24, 25, 26 of these 30 teams, they're in the mix. And you can't give away your good young talent because you're in the mix. They took a page from the NFL. They did take a page. Parody. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Look at the tell. National League wild card. It's all parody. Oh, I love the National League wild card. So much fun. It's going to be exciting. This NL West, the Rockies in last place have 51 wins. It's not bad. In the NL Central, that basically puts you in first place. <laughs> like, so you get to miss the playoffs and get a bad draft pick. That's good. good strategy. There are five teams in the NL West. All five of them somehow are going to make the playoffs. That doesn't make sense. Because, I mean, it can't make sense. But that's not the point. The point is... It's like the Dodgers versus the NL Central. Is that what we're looking at? Everyone's in the mix. So you don't get these moves you get. So, my question to you, Van. Okay. You called it a holiday earlier. Yes. But does does the implement, implementation of the wild card, does that excitement offset the excitement of the Major League Baseball trade deadline? Because I feel like for a period, at least when you and I were growing up, the Major League Baseball trade deadline was freaking exciting. Mark McGuire became a Cardinal. And I feel now that all that excitement is in the wild card. I can't answer you when we get back from the break. We're going to have to table it, though, because when we come back, match, excuse me, Matthew Trujillo. 
going to be joining us. We're going to talk comics. We're going to talk big comic expo. You ready for this? Oh, I'm so excited. How many questions you got? Four. I mean, here's mine. I'm going to freestyle a couple, too. How many pro wrestlers will be there? That's my question. They got Momoa. He looks like a wrestler. Rest in peace, Harley Race. Passed away this past week. WWE legend, Harley Race. Not familiar with his work? Not familiar. That's why I'm making this stupid face at you. That's right now. okay. No idea. I need you to know where we came from here. Matthew Trujillo, he's going to be here in studio in about five minutes. You listen to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Eight AM here in the Mountain Time. Eight AM. Albuquerque Central, ABQ Central. My name is Fred Slow. Alongside me, my partner in crime, Van Nunley. Uh, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program, Vital. Hi. <laughs> it's the energy. Enthusiastic. The energy we expect. He had a coffee, but he hadn't had his Mountain Dew yet. He. Uh, that's my- right. That's right. I I do lose it at that point. Two of those, and I'm done. Mountain Dew Creamer. <laughs> trademarked. Trademarked. Joining us on the program now, and hopefully for some time, New Mexico Comic Expo founder, New Mexico Comic Expo brainchild. Promoter, person. <laughs> New Mexico. Yeah, I, I don't know. New Mexico Comic Expo everything, Matthew, and I'm, excuse me, I'm not from New Mexico, Trujillo. Ah, there you go. Usually people say Trujillo. That's good. But yeah. Matthew Trujillo. Thank you for joining us. No, thanks for Yeah, here in the studio. It's early on a Saturday. It is early, but that's all right. Yeah. I can make make time for you guys. Because they, you know that saying, the early something. All right, so I don't even know the saying. It's New Mexico Comic Expo, and it's coming here on the 17th? Uh, August 16th, 17th, and 18th. All right, so that's- that's, Three days. That's three days of nerdgasm. Yes. Yes, we got we got tons of stuff for everybody. So yeah, it's it's going to be a huge deal at the convention center. Um, you know, that's walking distance. Yeah, yeah it's, it's still close to you guys. Yeah, I mean, jump out the window, you'll be there. Everything's close. It's Albuquerque. Yeah, it's so. true. I'm gonna go at least one day. We're gonna go all three days, man, because we have been gifted the opportunity to do so Ooh-wee. by New Mexico Comic Expo. That's news to me. So you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> got a guy. Matt, tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on over the expo. Give us give us the elevator pitch, and then uh, and then I want to transition, if we could, into just talking about how crazy I am about you. Uh, yeah, so New Mexico Comic Expo, first year, no history to us, but um, it's uh, like I said, it's first year. So we we came out of the out of the bag with uh, Jason Momoa as our first announcement. Who? Jason Momoa, Aquaman. Ooh, yeah, that's huge. What? Yeah. yeah, so he'll be here Sunday, uh, Sunday only, but he will be here signing and doing photo ops. So if that's something you guys are interested in. Get your tickets now because Sun- it's Sunday it's only. Time. Sunday only. How will he feel about my Khaleesi cosplay? Mm. Eh. I don't think okay. he's gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so all right, so you, so all right, so we didn't want to bury the lead. So we gave you Jason Momoa early, yeah. but that's only Sunday. That's only Sunday. So we've got you know someone like uh, Elijah Wood, you know Lord of the Rings. He'll be here uh, Saturday, Sunday. Lord of the Rings. That's mm-hmm. the one I couldn't think of. Yeah. Not Lord- free Willy. Yeah. I, was, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I thought it was Free Willy. It's no lo- pictures of. Him and Free Willy. No, he's not actually. I mean, he was in Back to the Future too. Was he one of the skateboard kids? Yeah, he was playing the the arcade game, like the shooting game. That's sweet. Yeah. 
It's, so a, it's a Rob Reiner flick. Deep dive. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I try. I missed that one. I'm also looking at the guest list with you. The uh, The finest haircut in movie is John Bernthal. Yeah, John's going to be here. He'll be here Saturday, Sunday, signing photo ops, doing all that good stuff. Um, Hold on, Matt. Did you just say John? Like you're John? You're on a first name basis, you guys? Well, I'm on a first name basis with all these people. Oh my! No, not really. <laughs> first name basis with their agents, um, but no, that they're all great people. You know, I've I've been able to have a chance to talk with some of them, not all of them, but you know, most of them. Okay, so so these are the leads here. These are the those are the big three, right? So, you, uh, but you feel yeah. like everyone's going to connect. Yeah, everyone that comes to this thing, I think there's there's someone for everybody. You know, if you like Walking Dead, yeah, we got you know John Barthol, who's Shane. Uh, we've also got you know Seth Gillum, uh, Cooper Andrews, uh, Ross. You know, we got plenty of guys from The Walking Dead. We got people from you know the Marvel Universe. So we got Ross again, uh, who played Red Skull in uh, Endgame and and whatnot. And then we've also got Haley Atwell, so Peggy Carter. You're telling me one of the stars of the highest grossing movie of all time in the history of movies. Two. We got two people from that movie. Haley Atwell, she's at the end. What does she do? She has her last dance with Captain America. Is that real? Well, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's all. It's a movie. So is any of it real? Probably not. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about Once Time in Hollywood when we get back. I can't watch a movie for longer than a certain amount of time. It's the ADD. It's the ADD. I get yeah. I get distracted. I and speaking of meds either. Speaking of distractions, there's going to be a lot at the convention, right? So you don't just wait in line the whole time. No, no, no. So I mean, once you get in, uh, you'll basically have the ability to either meet any of these great guests, the movie guests. Um, we've got tons of comic book guests, uh, artists, and writers, and all that good stuff. And then we've got plenty of panels going on throughout the the, the show throughout the weekend. So those will be upstairs in the panel rooms, and then uh, some panels going on in the Kiva. So you're you're telling me I'm going to have an opportunity to ask a question. To, to an, an assumed hero, an assumed legend, an assumed inspiring personality, and, and they will answer me face-to-face? -face? Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, they'll be there. You know, Kevin Eastman, creator of the Ninja Turtles, he'll be here Saturday or Sunday. Oh, the, man. The comic or the TV show? Uh, it's the creator of the Ninja oh, Turtles, shoot. period. Just all of it. Yeah, he, he created, uh, he co-created, I should say, uh, the Ninja Turtles, and then that turned into the cartoon, turned into action figures, turned into movies, numerous movies, and movies that people don't like to talk about, but movies nonetheless. That's my whole childhood. 1989 was a big year to me. I went from He-Man to Ninja Turtles. Same. Yeah. 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 Transformers. Duh. Yeah. I was oh, about yeah. to drop a Voltron reference. Oh, I love so, Voltron. The new cartoon's great. There's a lot of there's a lot of vendors. Yeah, we got a lot of vendors. We don't have too many. Um, in a sense of, uh, you know, who do I who am I going to spend my money with type thing? But we got we got good amount of vendors that I w really wanted to make sure that we had a good variety of. Because you're a merch guy, right? You so here in town you own I own Age of Comics okay. with, with my older brother Greg. So yeah, so you know every time we go to a convention, whether it's here in town or out of state and stuff like that, we always want to do a bigger show that has this type of guest line. Uh, but you don't want to do a show that has you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Velda vendors because you just don't make that much money. Unfortunately, you know that's what they're here for. They're here to make money. Sure. Uh, all the vendors. So, yeah. So you gotta make sure that they're they're happy. Okay. So so the to all right. So you can buy a weekend pass or you can buy it daily. Right. You can buy a weekend pass for eighty five, or you can buy a daily pass. I think it's thirty for Friday, Saturday, and Saturday Sunday are both forty five each. Oh, okay. So, so you're getting a great deal if you if you just cough up to eighty five and get all three days. Tons of panels, tons of people will be there. Cool. And it's a, it's a bracelet or a lanyard or something? Or, uh, or something. Yeah, so you end up doing a, a three-day pass or any of the VIP passes that we offer. You get the lanyard with the badge. Um, Single-day passes will be just, unfortunately, just the, the wristbands. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes yeah. sense, too. Okay, so, so yeah, so this is about as exciting as So we're what? We're two weeks away? 13 days. So we're 13, 13 days. days away. 13 so on, days. on Friday, the doors open at Friday the 16th. Uh, 2 o'clock. 
Well, I'll, I'll, I mean, too. I'll have to leave work early. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Yeah. So Friday's two to eight. Okay. So, so it's a little bit. Yeah. So, all right. So then, where? So I don't have. I don't physically have tickets right now in my hand. Okay. Where do I go to get them? Uh, numerous places. You can go to Age of Comics to buy it. You can go to any of the other comic book stores in town to buy your tickets, or you can buy them online at nmcomicexpo.com. So I want to talk a little bit about the network of of what I'm going to call. Um, what's what's the best phrase here, man? What's the best way to to PCly define like weird stuff? Because I don't know a ton about anything outside of like the main comics. I know The Walking Dead. Okay. And I know Spider Man. So like w- like talk to me about like that community here in town. Talk to me like 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 and I know you have Facebook. I know you have social media. I know you have all that stuff where you can connect with people like mindedness. That's the phrase I'm looking for. So where are these like minded individuals that just have strong passion for this type of entertainment? Where do they meet here in town? Where do they gather? And then and then how excited are they? For, for this big expo? So usually they meet any of the comic book stores here in town, like mine. Uh, we're one of the biggest ones here in, in the state. Um, but you know, if it's not a comic book store, then it's one of these conventions. And that's what I wanted to create was I wanted to create um, something bigger than anything that's been in New Mexico, which is what I've done mm-hmm. um, thus far. And we just want to make sure that people come, have fun, feel safe, and can just enjoy it You know, amongst other people that either have the same type of interests or even you know, it's just the family down the street that have nothing, no idea what's going on, but they heard about it and they're like, let's go check it out. And they become fans. Hopefully. Is there like an app where you can meet up like a, like grinder for comic book fans? Great question. Not that I know of, but that's probably a good idea. Okay. Also trade. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That and Mountain Dew creamer. So if you're tuned in right now, you're walking away with billionaire ideas. So, so at the, not just at the convention, but here in town, there's, there's a, there's a big social of individuals that, you know, are going to draw from Albuquerque. You know, oh, yeah. people are going to come out and they're going to celebrate and have a lot of fun. What do we have? Like 650,000 people here or something. And, and they're going to be really excited to come do this, but people come from afar, right? Like we're, like, yeah. So I've, I've been on the phone with people from, uh, geez, from Minnesota, uh, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, you know, the surrounding states and stuff like that. But a few, quite a few people from, from, Back east, actually. Oh my God! Are coming out who, just be, just just they, who are they really coming to see? Uh, they're really guess. coming out to see some of the comic book guests. So like Chris Bocciolo, who only does like two or three shows a year, um, he's coming out. He's a, he's a, a an artist. Uh, Kevin Eastman's another guy. Eastman tends to, to make the rounds, but it's hard for people to really catch him sometimes. Um, it's it just a lot of these artists you just don't see very often, and I was able to kind of pull them out out of the woodwork. Adam Cooper's another person who's from back east. A lot of people are coming out to see him. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So that I'm assuming you have an army of people that's helping you put this together. You have uh, just hundreds and hundreds of employees. Well, you, you met a couple of them downstairs, and that's pretty much about it. There's there's I have quite a few people on my team. Yeah. yeah. And 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 they do, it's a passion for pre- profession, right? Like that's why yeah. they they're in it to to just see something awesome, something cool to succeed. You know something different. So, so then I guess my question would be: as you were, because you're at or near our age, I'm assuming. You're yeah, at, yeah, early, just, early to mid thirties. Just turned thirty six, like Tuesday. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, happy birthday, or Thank congratulations. You. I don't yeah, know. Or yeah. sorry. So, so <laughs> what is the thing at your young age that captured you? And then the follow up question: What is the thing today that's capturing the you of a younger day? So, what is when you were five, six, seven, eight, or however old you were, what thing brought you into this world? And then what thing is doing that today to kids? Um, geez, what brought me into it was, was my older brother that I owned the comic book shop with. You know, he gave me some of my first comic books, and those were, were X-Men, and that's kind of what I've continued to read and, and collect and whatnot. Uh, what, uh, what keeps me in it nowadays is pretty much the movies. You know, I mean, the comic books are great. I love the comics. The new comics are coming out. House of X, which is a new X-Men storyline that's coming out, has been selling great. 
at the shop. Um, but I mean, it's it's really the movies that are kind. It's what's catching. I think this next generation is seeing Spider Man, seeing Captain America, Thor, and all these guys actually on like live on screen. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about a culture that I'm not very familiar with, and that's interest outside of sports. <laughs> ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Kenny Loggins. Talked about this last week. Top soundtracks. Matthew, got anybody from Top Gun? Nobody from Top Gun. No, Top but you guys did see the new trailer, right? We, yes, Top, we Top had Gun. the internet. Yes. Oh, okay, I wasn't sh- I don't know where you guys do up here. This. <laughs> We're back on ABQ Central. We just took a couple minutes, and I wrote some fan fiction, some Scooby-Doo fan fiction while I was up here. <laughs> yeah, it's very sexual. It's <laughs> not appropriate for air. Matt Trujillo has joined us in the studio. We're talking to Mexico Co. Comic Expo, the inaugural. Yes. The inaugural. Yes. First year. No history. Yeah, first year. Say the word. Yeah. You don't Inaugural? Inaugural. 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 Yeah. I learned in a public speaking class, you don't say first annual because that's not a thing. You say inaugural. Because it hasn't been an annual yet. It hasn't been an annual Zero yet. Zero annuals. If you plant a flower and it doesn't blossom, no one knows you planted it. It's deep. It's deep stuff. We thought we would talk. Uh, we thought we'd talk comic culture. So I wanted to. I wanted to ask you some questions, Matt. Sure. I wanted to ask you some questions about the best superhero movies of all time. Have you seen my personal favorite, Howard the Duck? I have seen it, and there is nudity in that that you would not expect to see. Duck nudity? <laughs> there is duck nudity, which caught me by surprise first time I saw that. Mm-hmm. Produced by geek mastermind George Lucas, Howard the Duck featured a beautiful Back to the Future star, Leah Thompson, mm. who I, in my preview best engage, had a huge crush on. Yeah. Howard the Duck. It's my favorite comic book movie of all time. Keep in mind, I never read the comic book. I didn't know that it was an actual <laughs> thing. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there that like receives really poor reviews, but people just fall in love with it. And it's almost so bad that they take that on, right? Like Galaxy Quest was so bad, but no, you don't agree. No, Galaxy Quest is a great movie. It's not. I've w- seen with it with Tim Allen. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. The movie's hilarious. It, it, it's just so over the top. It's over the top Star Trekky. It, it's great. Highlander is terrible. Highlander's amazing. See? There could only be one. I, I don't know why you're fighting with that. <laughs> George Clooney is Batman. Gotta love the bat nips. Oh, talking bat nips. Oh, this is my territory. We're talking <laughs> nipple game here. So, and that's my. So, like, all these things come out and they're received poorly. Like, poorly. Yeah, nobody likes them. The greatest superhero actor of all time is Chris Evans for his portrayal of. The Flash and Fantastic Four. Not The Flash. The Human Torch. <laughs> yes, Human Torch. Ryan Reynolds is the Green Lantern. Is as top as you can get as a superhero actor. Yeah, and unfortunately, he, he even bashes that now. <laughs> Why would he do that? This is a tremendous film to me. Talking peak Reynolds right there. Yeah. I saw Halle Berry in a leotard as Catwoman. That is a thing. I could still see it. She won a Razzie. I think she actually accepted that too, right? I think she was actually there and she took that and she was like, I'll take that. 
Superman Four: The Quest for Peace is arguably the greatest superhero movie of all time. Correct? Uh, it, it's it's up there. I do like it though. As cheesy as that one is, I do like it. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying all these things that are <laughs> famously and publicly shamed are, for whatever reason, by this culture, just absorbed, like and loved and embraced. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say anything before Marvel Studios besides Howard the Duck, probably garbage. Probably garbage. It's. There's truth there, right? Yeah, there, there, there kind of is, yeah. <laughs> it's got you got it's got to be a cult classic because it was so horrible the first time. The Howard the Duck? Well, no, or, everything or, oh, but Howard the Duck. Yeah, no, but also Howard the Duck was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it holds up. It, it really it doesn't. Some of these other movies we just mentioned kind of sort of hold up. Howard the Duck, I tried watching that like not that long ago, like Why? maybe a month or two. Exactly, yeah, just to okay. see if it holds up. It doesn't hold up. I couldn't get through like ten minutes of that. But like like Batman Forever, Batman Returns, all the you know the George Clooney one. Uh, Batman and Robin, sorry. Yeah, I can still sit through that as bad as that is. What about the new Howard the Duck featuring my dudes, Run the Jewels? You got any of those oh, copies? Guardians no. of the Galaxy? Is, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. What's Run the Jewels? It's a hip-hop duo. See, there you yeah, go again. I'm sorry. No, you speak two different languages when you talk to me. Sticking <laughs> the pinky out. If you're, not, if you're not speaking the Nicolas Cage hit Ghost Rider... Oh, I love Ghost Rider. That's See, it's terrible. Oh, the only the first one. The second one's not that good. First one's good though. The first one is so bad. It's so it's so it's so Nicholas Cage it's good. good because it's so bad. Yeah, most of these that's that's all it is okay. now. Yeah. That Venom movie that just came out was terrible. No, that was actually kind of good. Oh, that's as good as it's going to get without Spider-Man. It's just going oppo on everything <laughs> on you. Red Sonia. I don't think I've ever seen. Okay, there we go. I knew what it happened. the sequel, Fred Sonia. Did you see that one? <laughs> the Blade movies? Well, the last one, at least, with Triple H. That was pretty bad, but Ryan Reynolds made up for that in that movie. He was great in that. So Ryan Reynolds is in the two greatest... Three greatest. ...superhero movies of all time. One Green Lantern, two Blade Three. What was the other one he was in? Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza That's, Blade. I don't think he's Wolverine in Wolverine Origins. What, was he in that? Yeah, he's in Wolverine Origins. He was Deadpool. Like, no, he's Deadpool and Deadpool. No, he's Deadpool and Wolverine Origins. One of the weirdest scenes. Yeah, ever. his mouth gets sealed up. Which is a smart move if you're the X-Men. Yeah, you gotta love Fox producers, hence the reason they got sold. But, that, yeah. That was a, so that was always the story about Blade 3, where Wesley Snipes like refused to work like on stage. Like, like, they had to CGI him like <laughs> moving his mouth for lines and stuff, and then dub it over. I'm being serious. Yeah, to open his eyes because he refused to work uh, with Is him. that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Like he's. I saw Wesley Snipes at Whole Foods here. How's he? He was going through uh, some legal problems at the time, uh, but he seemed like super chipper and happy to be there. He was like going up and down the aisles, and we like just kept crossing each other. And finally, I was like, "Look, dude, it's so cool to be shopping with you, man. Like, why aren't people like coming up and taking selfies and asking for autographs?" He dead looked me right in the eyes and said. I guess I can't imagine Blade shopping at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer to anything I've ever heard. He said that before. <laughs> Matt Trujillo is here. He's talking to us about New Mexico Comic Expo. And I'm making fun of all of his favorite childhood things. It's all right. I'm into video games. Are video games featured at all at this bad boy? Or is this strictly comics? Uh, well, we got Stephen Ogg, who voiced uh, one of the characters from, I believe, uh, Red Redemption. I believe. Yeah, I didn't play that. Yeah. Um, but this year, it, it just kind of... Grand Theft Auto. Grand, there you go. Grand yeah. Theft Auto. Sorry. Also saw him at Whole Foods. <laughs> no story in, uh, no story attached. Just saw no, him at Whole Foods. You just Foods. saw Og just yeah. glaring at you. Eat a lot of salads. Yeah. Eat a lot of Sounds famous right, people. Yeah. Um, no, we don't really have too many video games kind of uh, voice actors featured this year. Next year, um, expect to be 
ooh, odd, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff planned for next year. Um, I just couldn't fit it all into this year. If I did all this year, what do I have for next year? You going to get Vin Diesel next year? Great question. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel? Hmm, maybe. He's got my favorite comic book movie coming out. Really stoked for that. I, tell, tell us all about that one. I have no idea. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, know <laughs> I know you don't, but I do. Here's what I know about Vin Diesel is he started arguably the greatest franchise in the history of movies, Fast and Furious. And then he became no longer Vin Diesel, and The Rock became Vin Diesel, and then they brought The Rock in to just replace him. Pretty much, yeah. Like they moved, they said, Vin Diesel, you're doing really great. This is a tremendous thing. And and The Rock was like, I think I'll become the lead. So he, he allegedly killed Paul Walker, and then he took over for Vin Diesel as the lead. That's not how you that's not how you see it. That's you don't think he Caused the untimely death of... Nolio Comentre. I don't... All right, I don't know what that... Okay, apparently there... All right, I just Googled it. There apparently is a feud between The Rock and Vin Diesel. I didn't know that. Like, this yeah, is all, there is. This, think, yeah. this is all hyperbole I was just throwing out, but... The Rock's gonna win. It says here, quote, Vin Diesel demanded equal number of punches and fight scenes. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're top tier. That's when you're doing it at another level. New Mexico Comic Expo is 16th, 17th, and 18th. Van and I will be there. We will... We walking around. We're gonna take it in. We're gonna we're gonna drink in some culture. So we're excited about that. You, uh, what's the big thing we missed out on? What do we? You so bring the family, right? Yeah, bring the family. There's gonna be something for everybody. Yeah, and, yeah. and everyone. It's an individual pass from. Is there a family deal? Is there no family deal this okay. year? Next year we will though. Okay, and then so they're gonna come and and some of the things that that Junior will see is is a ton of just top tier celebrity interviews and panels. They're gonna see some vendors, but maybe not necessarily a ton. But there's is there gonna be costume? I mean, vendor wise, there's gonna be like two hundred. I mean that's a lot. Why are you, I mean, I mean, why what, are you downplaying this thing? I have to downplay everything. <laughs> this is a huge event. I want people to come in expecting the worst and then just be like blown. Uh, oh, where was it the other way? I want them, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why I want because I want them coming in, want to expect to see like like Christ standing there, like come to me and it's like we show up and it's just Momoa. Wait, did you but, guys get Christ? Too? No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I couldn't afford that. So one. Uh, breaking news: the uh, second coming of third <laughs> coming of Jesus Christ will be. This sixteen seventy. <laughs> so I did see the construction guys laying down the yellow brick road. So I thought that was nice that you brought that out. Yeah, so that'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be a neat thing. Um, but yeah, come out check it out. There's a uh, so so people lo- local individuals will sh- they'll show dressed as their favorite whatevers, right? Yeah, yeah. People will be coming in cosplay as anything and everything that you can think of. All right, yeah. w- which that's is the best part. That's the best part. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool just seeing all these costumes and you know people are actually putting this time and effort into them. And isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen Van where uh, where you can make a profession now dressing up as famous characters? Sure. It's not just Halloween anymore. You turn it all up. You guys got some professional cosplayers. Yeah. So one of the main ones is uh, her name is Riddle. Uh, so she was on a show on Sci-Fi called uh, uh, Heroes of Cosplay. Uh, only lasts like a season or something like that. But what's cool about Riddle is, um, yeah, she's a professional cosplayer, but she actually lives in Atlanta, and she actually is one of the costume designers and like makes the costumes for the Marvel movies. Whoa, what? So, so she's going to be doing two panels while she's out here, and she's going to be one of us going to be talking about how to make costumes and whatnot, and then the other one's going to be talking about like I guess more or less her experience working for Marvel. So is she going to tell me how to like put on a wig properly and like if you ask her, I'm sure. Okay. Like you don't know. <laughs> Get out of here. Tremendous point. We're excited for this. We're excited for the the change of pace. We're excited for these kind of happenings in Albuquerque, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I just felt like uh, it was time something new, something different to to show up and be brought to the fans here in New Mexico. You know, we're always told 
hey, you can't do nice things. You can't have nice things, blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, we don't have the money to do this. We don't have the money to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm set on showing people that's not true. If you give enough people enough heads up, they'll save. For sure. What is, be, before we let you out today, Matt, what is the one thing I'm going to be surprised to see? What is, what is the wave of this culture that I'm just not aware of? And when I walk in, I'm just going to be flambastered with. Like, what is it? Uh, the smells. That's not. I hope not. I hope that's uh, not what you, you take from the show. I'm kidding. Albuquerque. <laughs> uh, I, I think just, just, in there. Go ahead, bud. Just, just the massiveness of what the show is going to be. Yeah. Just the amount of people. You're going to walk up and see lines. Um, to get in, and I think you're just going to be like, oops, I should have pre-bought my tickets. Yep. Uh, you oh, okay. you pre-buy your tickets, you get in a little bit quicker. There you go. Um, and it's just just the amount of people that are going to be there, I think. Uh, with, with that type of uh, celebrity guest, you just, yeah. it's going to be an all-in-all. Where they go? Cal, the- Cal Drogo, Frodo, and the Punisher? Are you kidding me? Right. That's Oh, my. That's a, you know, a couple of people from Harry Potter, Jason huge. Isaacs, Tom Felton. Huge. Cal Drogo, the Punisher, and Frodo walk into a bar. <laughs> hey, get lucky enough. Yeah, we'll see that. <laughs> That's what I said. 16, 17, 18, so that's next weekend. You will be there uh, for 12 hours a day. For No, you'll be there for 16 hours a day for three days in a row. Uh, I plan on being there from like Wednesday morning from like 7 a.m., and I won't be leaving until probably Monday night. Good luck with your yeah. sleep schedule. Thank you. Yeah. I won't have one. But. We, uh, we, I'm glad we've met. I like your energy. You are a, a strikingly good-looking guy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're going to be there next weekend, New Mexico Comic Expo. Check them out, nmcomicexpo.com. Get your tickets early because if you don't, uh, you get a wait in line to yeah, get in. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Guys, it's hot out. You can't. It's August. Don't do it. Yeah, you can't be in your. Uh, um... Food trucks. We're going to have food trucks. We're shutting what? down to Harris. I forgot. We're shutting down to Harris between first and second. So we'll have food trucks. The Bud uh, Drive bus thing. We'll you know you're so excited about Jason Momoa <laughs> when you don't mention. It's easy to get distracted. Goodness, Fred. Well, I have to bring in so much more extra security for that guy. Oh, the women in town just gone nuts. When we announced him. Oh, I was like, oh, you guys just made me blow my budget for security on him. You're using nuts and blow, and I'm I'm with you on this one. <laughs> ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Big thank you to Matthew Trujillo. Can we talk about New Mexico Comic Expo? 16th, 17th, 18th. We'll be there. Will you? 246-0610. Sounds like an exciting event, right? I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'll be there. I'll be there. There's a guy from The Wire. It's the not Wire? It's not what he's coming for, but that's what I'm going for. Seth Gilliam. From HBO's The Wire? Yeah, Sergeant Carver from HBO's The Wire. When would that go off here? Oh six. You ever watch The Wire? Uh, only all the time. I've never seen it. I'm watching it right now with my kiddo. Your 16 year old child. 17. Yeah. Same. 17. Yeah. You're introducing her to The Wire. The Wire. Teaching her early. You know what I'm thinking of? What are you thinking of? Arliss. Oh, so so samezies. <laughs> Just the same show, basically. So I had it confused in my head. Did you see Arliss? Of course, I watched Arliss. Do more people watch Arliss or do they watch the NFL preseason? Ninja Turtles. <laughs> NFL preseason. Uh, uh, what, what do you want to say? Season opener? I don't know what you call it. The Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame game. Yeah. The 
hated, I don't know, <laughs> Atlanta Falcons and uh, loved Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning's still playing? I don't believe so. You don't think so? Yeah. They got a new quarterback there in Denver. I saw him on a bunch of commercials, so I just figured he's still playing. He uh, he is partnered with State Farm. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know who he's with. He's with one of those. I think that's Rogers, isn't it? Rogers? Yeah. He's with Papa John's. Discount double check. Heck of a dude, old Papa John. That's not... Stand up guy. No. No. Clean he, record. Nuts. He got caught up in that Tony Robbins stuff. Can't can't live that life. Did you watch did you watch the Hall of Fame game this past week? Uh, what do you think, Fred? You did not. I, I did not. I know you didn't cuz I did not. The NFL preseason opener was Cuz it doesn't matter at all. God, that's true though, right? It doesn't matter. It matters nothing. Do you want to watch the third stringers? And you don't get okay. the you don't get the entertainment value out of it. Do you watch a lot of double A baseball on TV, Fred? I do not. That's what preseason football is to me. I don't want to watch the scrubs battle for the 52nd spot on the roster. I want to see the real dudes play. The starters play two series if they play two series. They don't play two series until the last game or next to last game. They... Preseason football fans, call in and tell us how awesome it is. 505 <laughs> Tell us why we're wrong, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Because according to my friend Nielsen, he says all-time low for ratings. For the Hall of Fame game? For the Hall of Fame game. All-time all low. I'm not going to try to give you boring numbers, but only 6.7 million viewers. There are roughly 250 million Americans. I think it's 350. There are roughly 350 million Americans. Is that, that can't be true. It is. You got a computer right there. And no one cared. More people obviously watched The Bachelorette. I don't know if that was on. It apparently was not on. <laughs> Big Brother. Big Brother was up, was up against it. People aren't tuning in. And it's now we're at a day and age... Where everything that surrounds it is not as exciting as what it used to be. Well, I mean, it's it's exciting for the fact that it's football season again. Yay. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's not exciting for the fact that, eh. It's not exciting because there's like seven people on the field trying hard. Everybody's just trying to not get injured and keep cutting checks. And they have like weird expanded roster rules. So you get like the guys you're seeing out there, it's, you won't it's like see Alabama's sideline. There's like 120 people right. out there. They have like sweepstakes where you can just like wear a jersey and stand on the sideline. Is that real? No, I just made it up. Oh. But you know, you ever been to Canton? No, no, I me neither. I was just thinking about that. I would love to go. They induct not for the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> they induct Hall of Famers. You think it's a soft class this year? I think it's a soft class. Soft class. I, I don't look at any, and, and I feel like you're going to be upset if you're. I don't want the listener to be confused. We both love football. Love football. But I got a big problem with it. But the preseason's weak. It's weak. Almost it as weak as this Hall of Fame class. The Hall of Fame induction is weak. They put time limits on speeches now. Mm. I was watching the Democratic debates the other day. They say, 
We're going to give you one minute to respond. We're going to give you 30 seconds for a rebuttal. And then if we ask a follow-up question, you will receive 15 more seconds. But they keep chiming in on them. 30 seconds. Please. 15 seconds. Convince America to elect you as president in one minute and 45 seconds. Uh Yeah, cool. What? Well, it works for Trump on Twitter. 120 characters. That's all I need to know. Leadership. One character. Kevin Mawai. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Played center, I guess. Nope. He was a tackle. Did you just Google it? He's a tackle? So he's in. Good I for him. Tony Gonzalez is a legend. Well, Tony Gonzalez, that's... All right, so you're going to lead with the best one. Second all-time in receptions. He's a big deal. He's that crossover athlete before they had crossover athletes. Basketball player in college. Ty Law, he a Hall of Famer? Ty Law, apparently, is a Hall of Famer, and I think it's just because he played on teams that won Super Bowls. He's not better than, at the time he played, he wasn't better than every other cornerback playing at that time. Yeah, I'm going to have to Google Johnny Robinson. I'm just skipping over Johnny Robinson. I've never even heard of him. He is the last one to be named. Who's Johnny Robinson? Vital, do you know who Johnny Robinson is? Of course you don't. Uh, AFL, the old American Football League before the NFL and AFL merged, uh, played for years, I think nine or ten years with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, who knew? I th- if you would have told me that he played for the AAF or the XFL or the USFL or the WFL, I would have said, okay, well, that's about as good as preseason. Played in well, the early he's, days of the AFL. He's, guess who's not on the first page of a Google result? <laughs> oh, God. That's <laughs> Johnny Robinson. Poor bastard. Hall of Famer Johnny Robinson. Ty Law was never the best in the game when he was playing, and I feel like if you're not the best while you're playing, you're definitely not a Hall of Famer. That's my opinion. Not even one year? No, I don't think he was. Because he, and, and also joining him in this class, is Champ Bailey. Traded for Clinton Portis years ago. I don't know if you remember that. Mm. Friend of the show. Not true. Never even heard of us. Ty Law's in. Ed Reed is in. Ed Reed, to me, is the one. Ed Reed, to me, outside of... He's a bad dude. He's a bad He's dude. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude at the U. You can't see what I'm doing with my hands right now. Two O's. Oh, the U. The U. Uncle Luke. Friend of Uncle Luke. He played on those U teams that had Kellen Winslow. Mm-hmm. Santana Moss. Another stand-up guy. Just a great, great dude. What was that kid's name? Taylor? 21? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? That's not it. Ed Reed's the guy. And we're not giving you stats here because you know him. You know who these guys are. We're giving you opinion. Pat Bolin's in. Okay. Um, Cool. Didn't play. Champ Bailey, though. Champ Bailey is a player. Legit. Legit. Remember when he played along, so it was, it was 45-year-old Daryl Green, and then it was Champ Bailey on the other side, and a young Fred Smoot playing the slot. Don't pass on him. Tony Gonzalez, basketball player turned football player turned apparent Hall of Famer. So, Was, was anybody snubbed? Any big snubs this year? The game is not what it was to me, because football careers are, what, two and a half years? For everybody but Tom Brady. Three and a half? Is that right, Bido? Three and a half. Eh. Eh. It just doesn't have the legacy. It's not baseball. This is whatever. I mean, quarterbacks play forever, but everybody else has got like three, four, five years in them. And that's just because the rules are made in a way to where you can play forever as a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes will play for 20 years. 30, maybe. He'll play for 35 years, you just said. Uh-huh. 40. Let's call it 40. He'll retire when he's 62 play even 40 years in football. 
everything about the game. The advances in modern sports science. I mean, oh my gosh, on, that's on, true. Fred. I mean, Kobe went to Europe to get a bunch of baby blood infused in him. That really happened. That really happened. I won't draft you unless you've had Tommy John. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put a year into you getting Tommy John because no matter what, I'm going to make you get Tommy John. I'm going to enhance your body with Tommy John and baby blood from, so, from Italy. Tommy John, not to be confused with Lou Gehrig. Those are wildly okay, different Okay, those things. are insanely different things wildly to have. Wildly different things. When we come back, I'm going to tell you how I wasted two and a half hours this week. No, you didn't. ABQ Central 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. If you follow me on social media, I made this joke this week. That the best part of your movie is the soundtrack of him. Mm-hmm. Your movie's not a good movie. And in my is that opinion, all back to belly. In my opinion, the best part of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the soundtrack. Well, as usual, Fred, you're wrong. It was an amazing motion picture. No, it simply was not. No, you didn't think so? I think anything Tarantino has ever touched has been phenomenal, just in different degrees. And it's no different with Once Upon a Time. I have a new rule, because I feel like trailers are all made the same way now to spoil movies. So I don't watch trailers. Smart. I ignore trailers. Me too. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, starring one Leonardo DiCaprio and a Missouri, Springfield, Missouri native, Brad Pitt. He did so good. It's the story of uh, two individuals battling against circumstance in Hollywood in the late 60s, mm-hmm. early accurate. 70s. So what was so bad about it, Fred? So I went in, so let me tell you. It's two hours and 45 minutes long. 50. It is two hours and 50 minutes long. It's a perfect amount of time for yeah, a motion picture. Yeah, I think. I, yeah. I agree. We're talking about three hours. Well, see, you tried to go cold turkey on your ADHD meds, so it seemed like a lot longer. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was three and a half hours long. With previews. I sat down. (laughs) I sat down to watch it, and then I got up four hours and fifteen minutes later. Bearded. I had grown an entire beard. My phone had gone dead from just vibrating in my pocket from all the phone calls I was missing. And you didn't enjoy the journey of living in Hollywood in the late sixties. The vibe of late sixties Hollywood. I'm not sure. We're not going to spoil anything here. No spoilers. But I'm not sure what this movie was even trying to do. You give me the title Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think it was a fairy tale. That's what I think. Well, it kind of was a fairy tale. Wasn't it? It was a beautiful painted picture of what it was like to be in Hollywood at that time, wrapped around a semi-factual story about the Sharon Tate murder. We joked earlier... With Matt about fan fiction. That's what this seemed. This seemed just to take like factual characters and then introduce fictional characters and create. Well, besides being a good movie, uh, no, kind of, uh, kind of like Hollywood porn for Tarantino. 
because that's the era that he draws a lot of inspiration from. See, I thought he did a beautiful job, like setting up a universe of being in late sixties Hollywood, especially like you know the cinematography, the cat, the casting, the writing, but like more importantly, like set design, costume design, and the only thing you liked about it, the soundtrack. The soundtrack was excellent. I thought everything about it was perfect. It wasn't. It didn't have really like a Tarantino pacing. Like it wasn't fast. And no. Clever. No. One liner after one liner. It was not dialogue heavy driven. Okay, I'll give you one spoiler. Okay. Not a lot of blood. It was. Oh, it's not that. It was, no, not a lot of blood, guys. And the problem with Quentin Tarantino is that he has no problems. Yeah. Everything he's ever done. Is the best thing ever done. Sure. I'm going to tell you the first movie he ever did was Reservoir Dogs. If you tell me he did something before that, maybe that's true, but that's not true in my that's fan fiction universe. The first, yeah. Reservoir Dogs is the first real Tarantino movie. And it is tremendous. It's so good. Everything about it. And then my sophomore season is Pulp Fiction. Top 10 movie all time. All time. All time. Revolutionized modern movies. Jackie Brown, because you had to fill the gap between Kill Bill 1 and 2. Well, see... Maybe you don't get the pacing of Once Upon a Time because you, the dumpster fire you are, has never seen Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's the one I haven't seen. Jackie Brown is so good. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to watch it. It holds up better than some of his other movies. Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2. So much fun. I was a senior in high school. That's the one that got me. And then you went backwards from there? No, I'd already seen the other two, but the other two. I didn't get it yet. Yeah. Grindhouse is brilliant. Grindhouse was good. Death Proof is dialogue-driven. It's it's only close-ups. It's death. The whole thing. It's smart. It's brilliant. Yeah. And Glorious Bastards has the best, arguably, opening scene of any movie ever. It's no belly, but it's okay. <laughs> what's that guy? What's the German guy's name? When he sits down, the actor, you know it. I don't know. What, what's his Christoph name? Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. I'm uncomfortable in my seat as I'm watching it. So good. Squirmy. Got your boy squirmy. Django Unchained? I mean, besides Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards, is probably my favorite. The Hateful Eight? Oh, so brilliant. That was three hours in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, three glorious hours. Well, because there's more bashing people. So much. <laughs> there's more Tarantino violence than in Glorious Bastards. You're not looking for storyline anymore, Fred. You don't want you don't want character development. What's the matter with a good story? Here's the pro- there's You're a, a scene. Guy. So the movie's based around Charles Manson. Who by the way, a girl that went to the high school across the street from mine tried to marry a couple years ago. Which is kind of a weird thing. Is that a fact? <laughs> That's a fact. All right, we got a segment on that coming for you. Name was Starla. She was yeah. weird. So there's a scene in the movie. I'm not going to spoil anything. We'll do that next week. We're outside the spoiler rule next week. There's a scene when Brad Pitt's character has this big like, sh- like, like character dynamic shift to do something really positive in an effort to help someone. And after he completes that, it just disappears. <laughs> like sure. There's no return to this. No. And I think... You're just filling time. You're just trying to make this movie long. That set up something else later. Oh, it was convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it was convenient for a one-liner. Like everything came together. Oh, okay. at the end. You, 
the, a lot of like, huh, why did he do that? Huh, why did he do that? And it all smashes together at the end. My review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Skip the first two hours and 30 minutes. Nah, nah, fam. Nah. Tune in for the last 15 minutes. Because that part's pretty good. So good. Everything that leads up to that. So good. Amazing ending. All right, so you're ready. I agree with you on that one. But I like the first two and a half hours, too. You're Okay. Rate them for We just ran through all the Tarantinos. This one's not, of. there's, what, nine of them? This one's not in your top nine, right? It's literally last on the list. Everything that he's touched, everything that he's touched, yeah, I got it. I got it on the back end. It's on the back end. But it's still amazing because everything he's done is amazing. Everything he's done is amazing. Yeah, including this one. No. No, this is... You're wrong. Fred, you're wrong. Not even Ben Affleck could have saved this. Oof. Fire. It's fire. I'm already excited for the next one. We had a really good show today. Matthew Trujillo of New Mexico Comic Expo. He was outstanding. Joining us next week is Brandon Ortega, KOB Sportscaster. We're going to preview high school football. Yeah, baby. Let's play some ball. You did really good today, Vital. You did really good, Van. Any last words, my friend? Just can't wait to see you guys next week. Good job, everyone. GG.